Hello and welcome to episode six of Movies My Wife Won't Watch. My name's Matt, and I'm here with my wife, Andrea. Hi. (laughs) And we're back for another week, another episode. Space. So we'll kick it into small talk like we normally do. And now it's time for small talk with Andrea and Matt. Um, (coughs) So the way I came up with my question this week was the fact that we had a garage sale this weekend, right? That's correct. And it was a huge letdown. Yes, some money was made, but... waste of time. Not anywhere near what we expected. And I had dollar signs in my eyes and so did our daughter. It was high expectations. So my question is to you, has there ever been a movie that you have been really looking forward to seeing in the movie theater and you went and saw it and it was a total, complete and utter disappointment? Yes, there's one that always sticks out in my mind when it comes to this situation and that is Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. Mm. I'm a big Chris Farley fan. I like almost all of his movies that he's been in. Um, But this one, I remember going to the theater to see it, and it was just awful. So bad so that I ended up leaving early, which I almost never do at a movie because... Wow, what a waste. I'm of the mindset that if you pay for a ticket, you you watch the the whole movie and kind of go through all the way to the end. But it was just so terrible. I was like, I don't even want to watch this anymore. So I got up and left, so... Which is disappointing because he's usually pretty funny in a lot of the stuff that he's in. But this one was just, I don't know if it was the plot or just the way he was used in the film. You had high expectations. I did. I mean, completely disappointed. Considering, you know, what it was like for the other movies that he was in. Yeah. But, anyways, what about you? Um, it's funny cause I don't even really have one. Although, you know, we've talked about our first date was at punch drunk love. Right. And if it hadn't been that awkward, weird date, I probably would have gotten up and left in the middle of that one. If I, if I had a choice. Yeah. But you didn't necessarily again. go into it with high expectations. No, but it was horrible. I mean, it was one of the most horrible movies ever made, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I that's think- saying a lot, especially... With the one you're going to talk about today. Well, <laughs> and I think most of the time you go in, your expectations are set based on who's in the movie and maybe their past work. Yeah. So, so Adam Sandler, you're like, oh, this is going to be pretty funny. Maybe because it was kind of like pegged as a, like a comedy almost right. a little bit. Yep. Right. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. So yeah, this week's movie is They Live. It's from 1988. Oh, you know it's got to be good. It's 88. It is. So it's directed by John Carpenter, who I don't know if you know John Carpenter. Sounds familiar. So he's kind of big name in horror, and he does some sci-fi uh, as well. So he did um, Halloween with Michael Myers. Not haven't seen it. And um, Escape from New York he did. Haven't so seen it. So Kurt Russell where he's... Um, Escaping from New York, essentially. <laughs> um, so that's more of a sci-fi movie. Right. And this one is is kind of sci-fi. Um, I wouldn't say it's horror so much. I mean, it, it could be kind of labeled that. but So yeah, anyways. 
Anyways. The uh, main actor in this movie is Roddy Piper. Who oh, man. No is a wrestler, WWE wrestler. Yeah. And the reason, just a quick bit of trivia. So the reason he was cast for this movie was because John Carpenter is a big wrestling fan. Ah. And um, I'll get into a little bit more later at the end of the um, show about some other trivia. But he really liked him as a wrestler and he wanted him in the movie, I guess. So <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper, he goes by, he was in the WWE for eighties and nineties. I remember, yeah. you know, watching him as well. So you loved wrestling as a kid. I did. Yeah. That's a whole different story. Yeah. yeah. What's, but, how do you um, say it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that that guy? No. Who's the guy? This is, yeah. That's Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper was, um, you, like I said, Roddy Roddy Piper and he had the kilt and he what came in on bagpipes oh music so like that was amazing grace that was his no it wasn't amazing (laughs) Grace. that was his spiel so anyways he is like uh i guess you could say a drifter kind of a homeless guy um his name in the in the movie he just goes by nada nada yeah like Like nada like zero yeah. yeah Um, but I had found that his, his whole character name is actually George Nada, but everybody refers to him as Nada in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in this big city and they don't really say which city it is, but I think it looks like San Francisco based on just some of the, like the landmarks hills and, and hills and yeah. stuff like that. So he's walking around and he's looking for work. He's, you know, got a backpack on and he's actually dressed pretty nice for a homeless guy. He's got jeans and like a flannel shirt on and stuff. But he goes into this job office and he's like, yeah, I'm just looking for work. And the lady's like, we don't have anything for you right now. And I'm thinking, how can you not have a construction job? Did you even look? Right. So so anyways, he leaves there and he goes to this construction site just thinking, I'll see if they need any help or whatever. And he goes to the guy and he's like, yeah, you have any, you know, work I can work for you? And the guy's like, well, this is a union shop. And he's like, well, can I talk to the shop steward? So he talks to him. And then the next scene, he's actually like digging a hole. Oh, and he's wearing, he got the job. He's wearing jeans, but he's got no top on, <laughs> which is so funny. Eye candy. He's just, yeah, he's shoveling dirt or whatever. And uh, this is where he meets the other character. I think that would be against OSHA. Yeah, well, it's funny because none of the other construction workers are yeah, like that. So. It's just him. So I'm sure that was showing off his wrestler yeah, physique. But um. Here he meets Frank, who is his, um, ends up being his friend in the movie, but the other main character in the movie, he was played by Keith David. And I don't think I know that guy. Do I? He's been in a lot of different stuff. Like he voiced, um, I want to say, I think it was the dad in Princess and the Frog, but mm. he was in um, a ton of other movies. Uh, Requiem for a Dream he was in as a drug dealer. And anyways, yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. So they get to talking and he's like, you know, you need a place to stay or whatever. So he brings him over to like this homeless camp that he's living in along with tons of other people. So it's basically like the side of this hill yeah. that just has all so of these So they're both like, homeless? I guess so, yeah. Okay. So ramshackle, you know, this could be shacks set, this basically. This could be set right now in San Francisco. Potentially, yeah. So... There's like, it's basically like this big homeless encampment and there they meet a guy whose name is Gilbert and he's kind of like, um, 
I don't know if you call him the leader of that area, but he's kind of like the, the main guy that most people talk to. And he, when I first saw him, he reminded me of meatloaf oh, the guy because yeah. he looks like him, but yeah. it's actually a different, completely different guy, but they look alike. Mm. So anyways, um, Frank and Nada are talking to each other and just having a conversation and, and, um, Nada says to him or no, Frank says to Nada, he's like, yeah, I just think of the golden rule. He says, he's like, those who have the gold, they make the rules. He says, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of these lines like that. So I'm, some of them I'm going to call out, but so cheesy. Yeah. So, and Nada's like, you know, my time will come, you know, I just have to kind of roll with the punches and see how things go. So he's a little bit more of an optimist, but okay. Frank's like really negative. Like he was, like I just said, yeah. that golden rule line. Um, but anyways, so they're talking and then they've got a TV set up in this homeless camp, which I don't even know how that they're. That is weird. Yeah. So they're if watching they're this outside. TV. Yeah. These, these couple guys and it's not Frank and Nada. It's like other people in the yeah. homeless. They're watching TV. And while they're watching TV, it like, you know, fizzles oh, or yeah. whatever. And then this other broadcast kind of breaks in. And it's this guy with his beard. And he's talking about how, you know, we're Come all be being controlled. And no, no. I know. <laughs> we're all being controlled. And, you know, we need to think for ourselves. And it's kind of like this revolutionary rise up against gosh this is like could totally be happening today that's part of the reason why i actually picked this Uh. because there are similarities with that so these guys are like you know who is this guy this is like the second or third time this is cut in today with this so this broadcast keeps getting interrupted by this guy and he's reading what to me kind of sounds like a manifesto of sorts but anyways so Earlier in the movie, I skipped over this a little bit, but there's a street preacher there and he's blind and he's like preaching to the masses about how, you know, we need to, um, you know, it's some of it's kind of, yeah, basically that kind of stuff. And he, in the beginning, it doesn't seem like it's really relevant, but as you kind of go on, you see that this street preacher is part of this too. But anyways, in that homeless camp, so Gilbert, the leader of the yeah the, of the homeless area. There's this church across the street from the homeless area, mm-hmm. and the street preacher's over there, and and Nada's looking across the street, and he's like, you know, what's the preacher doing over there? And then Gilbert's like puts his arm around him, and he walks him into the um, church and stuff, and Nada kind of goes over there because he's curious as to what's going on in the church. Yeah, and he gets over there, and he's looking around, and they show Gilbert talking to this other guy in the church and there's like a big um, satellite dish inside the church Oh! and the guy with the beard who's yeah. in the, he's in there too. And he's talking about, so they're playing this taped broadcast. He's right. it's not actually a live broadcast, right. but Nada doesn't actually see that he's in a different part of the church, but as he's, poking around and there he finds a false wall and there's like all of these boxes and stuff hmm. inside the false wall. But then he get he gets scared out because the street preacher comes in and he sees him there and he's like touching his face and stuff. So he doesn't know that he's seen the false wall because he's blind, obviously. Oh, yeah. But he gets freaked out and he leaves or whatever. So then um, while he's in there, he notices before he finds the false wall that on the wall that's written in like big letters, it says, they live we sleep it says they live we sleep okay. yeah so 
So anyways, then that night there's like this huge police raid. Like there's guys coming in rows in riot gear of police and then there's a helicopter that's flying around and there's like cop cars and big SWAT kind of trucks that are coming. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this bulldozer that's coming up behind them and stuff and they just start to raise the homeless camp and Nada and and Frank are like, you know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. They're kind of trying to gather their stuff or whatever. And then they go in to the church and then they... So the homeless people kind of con- like start going to the church then? No, the, this is the police. Oh, The police go into the church and they okay. like start, you know, raiding it and stuff. Huh. And so then the next morning, Nada sees like there's like smoke and stuff coming out of the church and, you know, been kind of demolished by the police, so to speak. But he goes in and he finds this false wall again. And he opens up the false wall and he sees all these boxes, which yeah. I think I kind of mentioned before. Yeah. So this time he grabs a box and he kind of sneaks out and yeah. he, you know, kind of runs away. And then he goes into this alley and he opens up the box and in the box are, he Bibles. thinks it's, no, <laughs> it's actually sunglasses. It's just this huge box of sunglasses. So he takes them out and he's like, what the heck? Like the he thought this was going to be glasses, man. He thought this was going to be something different, right? So right. he takes a pair out and he puts it in his pocket and then he closes the box up and he digs out this trash can and he like puts, puts the box in there and then he covers it up with the stuff that he dug out. So gotcha. he's hiding this box right. in the trash can, which my first thought is that's not a very good idea because someone's going to come empty the trash and it's right. going to get thrown away, right? <laughs> right, right. So, you would think. But they're by the homeless encampment, so maybe they don't care about that. Yeah, um, so he's like, why are there sunglasses in here? So he takes the sunglasses out and he puts the sunglasses on and everything is in x-ray black. x-ray vision. No. no <laughs> well, in a matter of speaking, oh. I guess they are. They're, everything's in black and white when he puts on the sunglasses and huh. every sign on the... Um, like billboards and murals on the sides of buildings yeah. and stuff are all like, it says obey. Oh. And it says, um, it's got all of these sayings, right? So it'll say like marry and reproduce and it'll say um, no independent thought and <laughs> buy and consume and conform and all of these like, yeah. you know, kind of yeah you indoctrination yeah basically basically, like governments and he's looking around and he's like and he takes them off and then he looks and everything's completely normal and then he puts them on and he looks around and he sees kind of the same thing and he's like what the heck are these glasses right right so he takes them off and he realizes he starts to get like a really bad headache after he took them off yeah like when he wears them for too long oh when he wears them yeah. So he wants no, to. No, when them he's on. got them on, they're fine. But when he stops wearing them, he gets this really bad oh, okay. headache. Yeah. So he goes and he's looking around and he's doing this kind of like back and forth between glasses on, glasses off. And he puts the glasses on and he goes over to this newsstand. So it has all these newspapers and magazines yeah. and stuff. And every single cover is black and white of obey and conform like they're just one word things and he opens and he's turning the pages and it's just like the same slogans and stuff yeah yeah there's no pictures it's just all black and white so then he turns over and this guy's like hey buddy something going on you know what's your problem and he looks at him and his face is all 
It looks like if someone peeled the skin off of what? your face, but it's, like it's a... also like robotic too. So it's like you can see the teeth and yeah. you can see like the eyeballs and stuff, but they're like the teeth are like metal and they're just their faces look like that. Okay. So it's like kind of their, it's like kind of half skeleton, but the skeleton's Weird. got like, yeah. so they're like zombies kind of basically, right? And he takes the glasses off. It's just this normal you know, older gentleman who's like buying a newspaper. But he is a automaton. How, yeah, like a zombie like, of sorts or whatever. And he puts it on system. and then there are some people that are normal when he puts on the glasses and some people aren't. Some people look like these zombies, right? So it's not okay. everybody looks like that. Okay. And then the guy at the newsstand's like, hey, are you going to buy this or this isn't a library, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's the normal guy. And then he... He takes off his sunglasses and he's just walking down the street and then he uh, puts them back on and he goes into this grocery store and it's funny because these zombies are talking to other zombies and they're having like these conversations like, oh, Linda came over for this dinner party <laughs> and I can't believe that she brought this food or whatever. And it's just these it's zombies. Like gossiping kind yeah, of like, like being gossiping. like so judgy. But some of them are fine and some of them aren't. So he goes into the grocery store and, and, uh, <laughs> He's got his sunglasses on and this one lady's like, he's she's walking and then he, she bumps into him and she's like, watch where you're going or whatever. And he looks at her and she's a zombie and he's like, <laughs> one, of, one of these lines, he's like, hey lady, your face looks like it's been in dipped in cheese dip since 1957, he says. <laughs> and that she's like, so what? <laughs> you know, she doesn't say it like that, but she's like, how dare you? How and he, dare you? And it goes to the... um the non sunglasses view and it just looks like an old lady basically. And, uh, so then she lifts up her, he's got his sunglasses on. She lifts up her arm and starts talking to her watch. What? And she's like, we've got one who can see, she says, oh. and then starts explaining what he looks like and giving a physical description. And, and he kind of backs up and he falls down and he's like, you know, I got to get out of here. Right. Cause right? now this zombie this knows lady, this old lady. Yeah. And then as he's running out, he sees these other people in the store and they're all talking, talking to their, their wrist watches. So if so, he took his sunglasses off, would he see them talking into their wrists? That's what I want to know. They don't ever show that. You think That's that what I'm they saying. Would. Like, yeah. So if he like hurry it up and dipped his glasses down, would they be like in their wrists? Probably not. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, so then he runs off and the cops come because... Because you know, they're zombies too. Yeah, because yeah, some of them are right. So the he's got the glasses on in this alley, and the cops are like, "We don't want to do anything," you know. He's like, "Just take it easy." And take it easy. He ends up like the guy comes after him, and then he lunges, and he gives him like a clothesline, which oh, is like a course. total wrestler move, yeah. and he knocks him down, and then <laughs> he goes and he hold. grabs his gun, and then he shoots the other cop, and then he shoots the cop who. Whoa, he went there yeah, like right away. Like, this escalated pretty like, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so then he takes like stuff out of the cop cars. Like he grabs the shotgun in the cop wow, car. Wow, he did it. Like he, he's going there. He takes out like the radio and he's got like this stuff. So he's wearing the sunglasses and he's walking on the street and he's kind of like. He's got huge buying. I don't know how he's like blending into the crowd when he's carrying a shotgun right and he's, and got he's like roddy this, roddy piper yeah so he goes into this bank and this is one of the classic lines from this movie and he he says 
I'm here to chew gum and kick ass, he says. <laughs> and I'm all out of gum. Nice. <laughs> so then he just starts blasting people with the shotgun. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, zombies, right? Zombies, right? He doesn't shoot regular people. Yeah, because zombies are but bad. But when you are standing in the bank and you don't have these sunglasses on, it just looks like he's shooting Random regular people. people, right? Oh, my gosh. So Gosh, that did escalate so quickly. <laughs> yeah, so he's shooting the zombies and then he runs out of there and he goes into this parking garage and this woman's coming out in her car and he takes this woman hostage and kind of gets her into the car and he, he, she's not a zombie. I was going to say, is she And a her name is Holly, I guess. Holly Johnson or something like that. And they go to her house and, and he's like, look, you got to look through these sunglasses. And she's like, I don't got to do nothing. She's like... <laughs> If I look through the sunglasses, I'm going to see what you want me to see, she says, you know, because he's just trying to be compliant kind of uh, thing. And he's like, I want you to see, you know, what you see. And she's like, I'll do whatever you say or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want you to do that or whatever. So he he's sitting on the ground and he takes the sunglasses off. He's got this really bad headache. And then he gets up and he is walking around and he goes over to the window and she pushes him through this window. Okay. And like the second floor apartment that she lives in and he flies out the window and he falls down it must be at least a good two stories uh-huh. and lands on his back and he gets up and he's like got some cuts on him and stuff and he gets up and he kind of like stumbles oh, out of there and hides yeah. underneath uh overpass but she's got the sunglasses now though right no he's still got the sunglasses oh. so then she calls the cops and the other thing she says while she's in there is that she's the program director for this cable 54 which is like this company that broadcasts all the the news and stuff so it's like she works for the cable company and she's like this program director so she so she kind of has has she figured out the um the interrupting broadcast is she not necessarily because she didn't look through the glasses and she's he's talking like he's a crazy person so she calls the cops. The cops show up. He's gone. And then he, Nada, goes back to the construction site because he knows that's where Frank is. And he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I don't want to get mixed up with you. He's like, have you seen the news? He's like, your face is all over the news and you've been shooting up people. And he's like, what the heck's your problem? And he's like, look, he's like, I got to show you something. So he gets them to go with him and they go into this back alley and he's like, you got to see these sunglasses. He's like, he's like, I'm not putting on your sunglasses. And he's like, put on the sunglasses. And he's like, I'm not putting on your sunglasses. And this kicks off this big fight, like this five minute choreographed fight. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. It's like this fight goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. Like it starts out with him clotheslining them and then he picks them up and he kind of throws them over his back like it's so wrestling. it's basically like a ma- wrestling match in the middle of the movie. It is kind of like between Frank, his friend, and Nada. So and I'm assuming that Frank kind of is a big, must be a big guy too, like, or no? Um, he's not as big as Nada is, but, but I mean, I he's mean, muscular. Okay. I mean, he works in a construction site. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just punching each other and punching each other in the face and in the stomach and pushing people into cars and picking up boards and smashing car windows <laughs> as you quick dodge out of the way. And he's like taking folding up, chairs and smacking more. No, over the head. no folding chairs in the fight, unfortunately. <laughs> but then he 
picks up the sunglasses. They're all just bruised and bloody. And he's like, put on the sunglasses. He <laughs> says, he's like, he picks up the sunglass and he punches them and then he falls down and then he goes to step on the sunglasses. Uh-huh. And, um, and he doesn't step on them, but he picks them up and he, you know, he throws them on, on his chest or whatever, but, um, <laughs> no one wants to put the sunglasses. Yeah. On. So then he starts walking away and you, you're like, okay, this is over. And then he runs up and then he just like spears them into the <laughs> midsection and knocks them over. And then they just start punching again. I'm like, this, you're like, this is, should be over. <laughs> yeah. This, you'd think it'd be like, you know, a couple minutes and that's, but it's a solid, you know, five, six minute fight in oh, this wow. back alley. Yeah. Um, but then that box that he had, the garbage picked up. Yeah, and right. Like this said. is before this. I forgot to yeah. mention this. But he ends up getting into the back of the garbage truck and dumps it out. And then he finds there's only like one other pair of glasses in this box. So now he's got two pairs. Right. But then he finally, he's like wrestled them. He like puts them in a headlock and he puts the sunglasses on him. And then he's like, you know, what no. the heck's going on? Now he understands. So. The two of them go back to this hotel, and they're talking about, um, about you know what's going on and what what he thinks is happening with all this. And he's like, "How long have they, these people been here?" And and then he's like, "We got to figure this out." And he's like, well, "What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "Well, if you got some master plan, let me know." <laughs> and they go back and forth, and then um, Piper says <laughs> another one of these classic lines. He's like. Life's a bitch, and she's back in heat. Wow. <laughs> I've not heard that ending to that one. Yeah, I haven't either. That's funny. So then Gilbert from the homeless camp, right, the leader of the homeless camp, oh, shows yeah. up. And Meat he's loaf. like, yeah. So he's like, hey, you guys got to come to this meeting. So they go to this meeting, and it's like a underground meeting of all these like. Sunglass wearers. The resistance, yeah. So they come, they go in there and they're both wearing their sunglasses and the lady's like, you don't have to wear your sunglasses here. We're all normal people. So they take their sunglasses off and then she grabs this contact lens case and she's like, oh, these just came in. And so <laughs> now they you put don't them need sunglasses. And, yeah, you so just now they the just, contact. they put these sunglasses or um, put contact these lenses. contacts in. Yeah. So then while they're sitting there talking, they're talking about plans and stuff and there's this, broadcast that they're sending out which is basically brainwashing all the people of you know wherever they live and they got to do something about this broadcast they're talking about this and then the walls bust in and everything's explosions and it's the police raiding it again all the zombie police man. yeah the zombie police are raiding it so people are getting shot and and they've got now they've got like Uzis and machine guns and stuff. Oh, Roddy, Roddy. Yeah. The homeless people. Yeah. So he's running around with the Uzi and then they're getting chased around and then they get chased into this alley and it's him and Frank in the back of this alley and these cops are kind of coming in and then um, they see this wristwatch on the ground and it's like freaking out. So it's like. Oh, it's that one that they talk. Yeah. So there's like. it looks like an electrical charge on the face of the thing. Okay. And then it opens up this portal into the floor. Ooh. And it's like, this is your emergency exit or something. This will be closing in 
five four and he's like where, where does that go what the heck is that and he's like oh, i'm not sticking around to find out and he's like get in there get in so the other guy jumps or Frank, this is Frank and yeah, Frank Nada. and Nada. So Frank jumps in, and then Nada jumps in right as it closes, as they were kind of gaining on him. And then they're in this like tunnel system. They went to the enemy side. Like that's pretty bold to be yeah, able to go so into they're, that. They're in portal. this tunnel system underneath what looks like the city or um, something. I mean, the tunnels are really nice, like underneath like a football stadium or something okay. kind of thing. And they've got signs on the wall. They're written in English in this completely weird language, which I'm sure is the alien language Obey or whatever. Me. Yeah, so they are looking around, and um, they run into this guy who was in the homeless camp. Yeah. Who has now been recruited by the aliens, and he's, like, all dressed up like he's... So, wait, well, you, you started saying aliens. Zombies. Okay. Well... Technically, they are aliens, which is going to You find out later? Here. Yeah. Okay. So you just so, gave something away. Yeah. Okay, we're good getting job. ahead of ourselves a little bit. So he's talking about how he's like real well-to-do now, and he's wearing like this tuxedo, and he's re- oh, been they, recruited to the other side, and he's helping them out. Now he's got a really and good they, job. And they walk into this big, fancy like ballroom, and there's all of these like – really rich people sitting around this at all these tables. This reminds me of Kingsman. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting around all of these tables mm-hmm. and there's this guy sitting up there and he can see Nada and Frank can see that the guy talking is a zombie because he's, yeah. they've got their contacts, the contacts in. contacts are in now. And he's talking about how we thank you for helping us with our interdimensional expansion and uh-huh. essentially what you come to find out is these alien slash zombies go from planet to planet and they basically just suck up all the natural resources and then they move on to the next thing. But in the meantime, they recruit the elites and the rich people to To help them meet their needs and then they enrich them by helping them out. So everybody beyond the rich elite class is basically... And that homeless guy they recruited... (laughs) <laughs> yeah because he was homeless well, I mean, he was yeah average. so basically like the middle class and the poor people are all you know on their own getting, unless you get recruited yeah they're getting reason. you know hurt by these guys right. I mean, not physically but they're bringing down their you know status of life and stuff just so that they can help man them. this is so yeah like, right propaganda so, and everything so then this uh drifter brings them down this hallway and shows them where this like this this pad there's like this pad on the ground and he's like yeah this is where you know they get to where they need to go and there's a guy that's wearing like a suitcase and he steps up onto the pad and he turns into like this little dot and he shoots off in the space like so it's like ant man so there's this huge like panel and it looks like it's completely open to space okay and it's just shooting these dots off into space and the guy's like yeah this is like an airport of sorts they just hop from planet to planet <laughs> and i'm thinking so if that's really space like how is it underground in this area and right. if it's space wouldn't it be like no like oxygen the, and yeah you, you gotta suspend disbelief for this yeah part of it or whatever you can't think about science so then they realize that you know there's these aliens bouncing back and forth and they really don't know how long they've been here but then he takes them into this other area and this guy's like yeah and this is where the magic happens and it's like all of these like walls of like 
spinning tapes and stuff where basically it's like a broadcast center. Oh. And as he walks them in, they're, um, uh, you can see it's like a news station behind this panel of glass but there's guard by these guards. Okay. And he's like, well, this is where the end of the tour stops because the guy's like, I'll give you a tour of the place. This other homeless guy? Yeah, that- who's who he was, they were friends with. And he's like, oh, we really would like to go into the TV station. you know." And he's so like, are they telling this guy, hey, we've been recruited too. You need to give us a, a tour? Like, he's trying to, he- yeah, he's trying to recruit these guys because he knows they're his friends. He's like, oh. What you are know, you guys doing here? Yeah, what are oh, you doing wow. here? Like, And they're wearing like, flannels and jeans and he's wearing like this yeah this tux or whatever so he's basically just he thinks he's they've already been recruited oh gosh but he's just how else would they have yeah yeah right so he's just showing them around got it and um so let's go to the tv station yeah so their tv station's doing this broadcast and he can see with the contact lenses that the guards are zombies and the two people on the tv doing their broadcast are zombies and he's like, oh, he re- not. I was like, we really like to go into the, the TV station. And he's like, so the drifter turns to the guards. And he's like, hey, what do you say, boys? Can you let my friends in to see the TV station? And he's like, you know better than that. He's like, where's your authorization? And Nada pulls out his Uzi and he's like, <laughs> I got your authorization right here. Right here. And of he course. shoots the two guys. Nice. And then they break in and every, everything goes haywire and people are yelling and screaming and, and, uh, then they're like in this office complex, which is like branched off of this TV station. And this must all be underground apparently too. And they're looking around and like, where's Holly? Cause they know that she works as a program director for cable 54. Right. Like she works there. So they're looking around and trying to find her and they're like shooting zombies as they're walking through Frank and Nada. And, Another funny thing, which is part of the trivia, but you remember in the movie Ghostbusters where they have this meter and it's got like these two rods that kind of move up on the sides. Yeah. And when they detect a ghost and it's got like these LEDs and stuff, that's a PKE meter from Ghostbusters. That's what they use to talk into in this movie. Like they use those props from that movie? Yeah, they use those same exact props. Really? That's funny. And like... Oh, we're looking for him right here. We're tracking him, and the things go up on the <laughs> side. And I'm like, that's for detecting ghosts. It's not for finding yeah, real right. people. You can't use that. But it was so funny because they're walking around talking in these PKE meters. <laughs> but, anyways, um, so they are going through this office complex and they find Holly, and, and she goes along with them. And she finally believes they them. realize that they've got to disrupt the signal. And people are like, you can, why are you doing this? They control the whole globe. They're blasting this out signal to everywhere. It's like, there's really no winning at this point. And he's like, you know, I got to do what I got to do or whatever. So they go up to the roof of this building and there's this gigantic satellite dish. And then this helicopter shows up and he's like, I'm going to take it out. And he's going he's gonna to shoot the um, dish. And Holly comes up behind him with a gun uh-huh. trying to stop him. And then. So she's a bad guy. Well, no, she says the same. She's a regular person, but yeah. she's like, you know, you can't stop this. This is all kind of, you know, happening. And so she knew just, about it initially, or something. Yeah, I think she knew about it. And she just decided. And to she's go just on. like, there's no point in doing this. It's, you know. So she's kind this of this like is the our life guy. now, kind of thing. She's kind of like the other homeless guy, right? Well, the she always guy. worked at this place, so okay. she must have known. Okay. Um. So he turns around and he shoots her Ooh. and she dies. And then 
he's just like, F it, he says. And he just shoots the guy in the helicopter and the helicopter comes on and crashes on the um on the the <laughs> gigantic satellite dish and then there's like this huge green laser beam that's shooting off into the atmosphere or whatever and then it kind of flickers and then it goes off and then on the tv broadcasts like that broadcast signal they were sending out was disguising them as humans so now the broadcast like on like you're watching a tv show yeah you can see the guy's zombie face on the tv show okay and, but he's just acting like you can't see it. He's like, yeah, but the, he's acting yeah, like but normal. the people who are not zombies can see there's zombies on TV. There's zombies walking mm-hmm. down the street. Like that broadcast has been shut down has removed their camouflage, so Got to it. speak. Yeah. And that's essentially the end of the movie. Right wow. There. Just destroying one satellite. You think <laughs> that if they were really smart aliens, that they would have more than one satellite doing this. Yeah, apparently but not. This one not blasts all over the whole globe. So, not smart enough. So that's the movie. It's pretty. Uh, it's kind of cult classic B movie <laughs> type of it stuff. Sounds like it. I mean, it's seven point one out of ten on IMDb, which really? is pretty high for. Well, that's a because movie it's a cult. That's sort. all the people that like it. So, dive into trivia here, and this is something that I'm sure you would not guess in a million years, but this opened at number one on the box office. What? In on 88, 88, I could see that. I'm assuming, but it, it was all te- all like 10 year old boys going with their with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how long it lasted, but apparently it was not very long. It didn't stay at number one for oh, very I don't think long. So, um, so Rowdy Rowdy Piper had to quit the WWE to do this film. Like, like quit, Mc- quit, like like quit the WWE. WWE, right? Yeah, because Vince McMahon, who ran that, did not want him to do this film. And he's like, I want to do this film. And he's just like, I'll quit if that's what it takes. Wow. So he ended up quitting to do it. Um, did he ever go back? No. Um, I don't know if he did or not. I didn't really look deeper into that. And then the last one is there's a scene earlier in the movie when he's walking and he's looking at like TVs and store windows and stuff. And there's a shot of Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And on that shot, Lincoln is wearing sunglasses. Really? Which kind of is a foreshadowing of Lincoln and Nada because Lincoln was the great emancipator. Yeah. And Nada's going to be putting sunglasses on and then seeing and basically liberating everybody from this. Stretch Stretch it. That's the the trivia for that movie. But yeah, that's, that's it. They Live, 1988, John Carpenter. Don't waste your time is my take on that. <laughs> Which is part of the reason Unless why you I picked grew this. Up like, in there's the 80s. no way you're ever going to watch this movie. Heck no way. I want to say that he may have done um, Big Trouble in Little China too. John Carpenter? Yeah. I've seen that one because I had brothers. And yeah, and that's those that. kind of 80s type of movies that, that he did. I'm surprised Sci-fi that I haven't and stuff and had to see this one with my brothers because... I had three brothers growing up, so they always made me... I always had to watch all these boy movies all the time. I don't have to, but... It was playing in the background of my life, <laughs> which is why I hate them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the movie. Any other final no, thoughts? No. You're welcome, though, for me listening to you. Yeah, of course, <laughs> as we do every week, so... Yes. 
Like I mentioned last week, we have a Facebook page and an Instagram account, MMWWW Podcast, if you want to connect with us. Otherwise, there's the email address, mmwwpodcast at gmail.com. But other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, bye. Bye.